Trey Lance won't get a, a fair shake in San Francisco. I don't think that'll ever happen. We, we really need to see this kid get traded out of San Francisco if we want to ever see him play football. Report out today talking about how Brock Purdy's likely the starter. According to Matt Mayako, who is a big time, one of the bigger uh, Niner reporters out there saying it's, it's Brock Purdy's team. Not only is it Brock Purdy's locker room, but Brock Purdy is likely to start week one. We're breaking that down. We're breaking down whether that even seems feasible, to be honest, and what the Niners should do with Trey Lance, and will they even do it? Will they just hold on to him and have him waste away? We'll break it all down and more. The Fantasy Football Show begins right now. FantasyFootballShow.com Studios. It's the Fantasy Football Show. Live! Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. From the FantasyFootballShow.com news desk, here is your breaking news. So, more Trey Lance news, Brock Purdy news. I mean, it seems like we're here every week uh, talking about this, but there's so many fantasy football monsters on this Niner squad. It's a topic that needs to be talked about whenever it comes up because, I mean, frankly, it it affects a lot of of fantasy football players. So we're here to break it down. First of all, appreciate every single one of you that have walked into this building. Punch that thumb up button. This is not the 7 p.m. show. We're here a little early to break this down on a a, a piece of breaking news that it was, uh, it's definitely not, it hasn't broken like the last hour or something, but I want to come on and address it, get a compartmentalized video on it so we could talk about this specific topic, you know, and, and, and then break, break down all the different angles. But according to Matt Mayako, and uh, this comes from NBC Sports, this comes from our boy Raj, RSF 49ers. Let's read his report first. Let's read Raj's. It says, the, the Niners reportedly believe Brock Purdy will be fully cleared to play around August 21st and is expected to start week one after making a full recovery uh, per Matt Mayako. Um, look, I I don't know how, I mean, we don't, this this surgery is different than a Tommy John surgery. But you gotta, you gotta ask yourself, what are you doing with Trey Lance? What are you doing with Trey Lance? Why, you don't, you don't believe in him at all. You don't believe in him enough to even anoint him the number two quarterback you bring in Sam Darnold and you you announce right away you're going to split first team reps between Sam Darnold and 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 uh and Trey Lance why not trade him why not trade him away if you are worried about sending him somewhere else and and he's going to thrive in that other location then you believe in him you clearly don't believe in him so you don't believe he can thrive you brought in Sam Darnold no not just for backup reasons maybe partly because the the quarterback room hasn't been able to stay healthy, but I don't really understand why on earth you wouldn't trade Trey Lance away to a QB needy team, get something to help protect Brock Purdy, get something to help protect, get get not only draft capital, and you could have maybe done that, but draft capital for the future too if you want, but pre- protect Brock Purdy, protect Sam Darnold if that's the guy you, you want back there if Brock's not back there. But holding on to this value you gave up three first rounders for and you never even gave him a chance it's a failure to not 
at least get rid of him. And and if you're going to go in a different direction, you got a diamond in the rough. You didn't see it coming. Nobody thought it was going to turn out this way. Brock Purdy rised up, and you're just going to roll with him. You've got to get rid of that other player. You, you have three first-rounders tied into this. At least go get something and trade them to a, a team that's QB needy that might overpay right now. It, it It's just, it's a shame, too. Part of me is just, I feel bad for Trey Lance. He's never been given a fair shot. And it's absolutely depressing to see this kid's career just sit there on the back burner constantly. And Brock Purdy, let me tell you this. I Two two things I'm going to say about Brock Purdy. Two things I'm going to say about Brock Purdy. Number one, Brock Purdy was absolutely phenomenal when he came in totally prepared, gets shoved right into the lineup, is just unbelievable with pressure. You know, unbelievable with pressure, like, mentally, but also, like, when a line is collapsing on him and he knows how to dance around. His preparedness to walk in and start was... I, I've never seen it before. Like, he, he was amazing. But, do I think people are putting the cart before the horse in terms of calling him this superstar, this guy that can lead a team to a Super Bowl? Look, this defense is so good. The offensive weaponry is so good. Do I think... Brock Purdy could win a Super Bowl in San Francisco? I think the answer is yes. You know, if he stays healthy, he could do what he did last year. Even if he's learning, still making mistakes or whatever. Like, he started to show signs of potentially not... I don't want to say the word unravel. But he started to show signs of maybe getting figured out a little bit. Maybe defenses were like, okay, this is, you know... We've watched a lot of film on him. We're a little bit more prepared. And you started seeing more mistakes. Uh, some bad passes thrown by Brock and, and right up to the end there, you started to get the sense, could he potentially not be as far along as we thought? He just was kind of like, not skating by because he's so prepared. And I want to give him his props and credit and flowers. But I I, I just, I, I think that everybody, and this might be why Shanahan wants to keep Trey, but at the same time, he doesn't believe in Trey enough to anoint him the number two quarterback. He doesn't even believe in him enough to allow him to have confidence at all and so that's why I, anytime somebody says they want to keep all their options open, that's why they're holding on to all three quarterbacks. I get that. But you clearly don't believe in Trey Lance. You clearly don't. Even if you had to turn to Trey Lance, you don't believe in him. So why not get rid of him? Why not let him go, let him fly? You raise me up so I can stand on mountains. Let him go somewhere else. Let him go somewhere else and try to develop because the kid is going to have cobwebs all over him by the time he's ever used. And honestly, I wouldn't even blame him if he walked out there and crapped the bed a year from now in this situation because it's been too long. It's been too long. So back to what I was saying. I don't want anybody to take this the wrong way. I still feel like his story is still to be told. He can still improve. That was his rookie year. That was his rookie year. We can't judge him too harshly. If we can't judge Ritter too harshly, we can't judge Purdy too harshly. If we can't judge Jalen Hurts too harshly before he was able to do anything, we can't judge Purdy too harshly. Okay, so everybody needs to understand the game we're playing here. It's got to be even. You know, you you can't look at one approach very biasly and then look at the other approach differently. You gotta you gotta apply the same logic and, st and it's the same game. 
So Brock Purdy still gets a chance to learn a lot. Learn a lot. Uh, PJ, so Smitty, you taking Lamar over, over Justin Fields this year. Where have you been, PJ? This must be your first show in a long time. This must be your first show in a very long time, PJ. The answer is Justin Fields. Um, I I feel like I feel like my, my only concern and, and a piece of caution is that this kid might not be who everybody thinks he is yet. He could get there, but I think we started to see him look human, you know, because at first he wasn't. He was supported by this amazing defense and offense, and everything was clicking. His preparedness put him in an amazing position. I just don't know. I don't know that he's going to be an elite quarterback in the National Football League. That's just my opinion watching him play. His arm is not amazing. It's good. He doesn't have a cannon. He's got great mental uh, ability to break down the game. Good pocket presence. Again, preparedness and, and, and drive to get that prepared. You can't teach that. So that those things, he has a huge advantage. I don't know that he's elite. I think he's probably going to be good enough in this offense with this defense to march this team into a, a potential NFC championship game. And then from there, we'll see what happens. But I'm not predicting anything past that because I think the Eagle the Eagles are the the top dog. Like they're the they're they've got a fast pass right into to Disneyland. They're going straight to the big dance in my opinion, but this is this is a situation where Brock Purdy I understand why they would turn to him. I do. But you got to ask yourself this question. It, it, and we don't even know for sure Shanahan's going to start him in week 1. This is Matt Mayoko talking about it. But but if if they do start him early on like they start him in week one let's say is that enough time I mean his surgery to my knowledge is still very kind of unknown it's kind of uncharted territory you have a couple a handful of quarterbacks that have had this surgery one of them being CJ Mullins I believe his particular surgery wasn't Tommy John's which I believe based on what I've heard Tommy John's was the way to go Maybe this choice here was a workaround to get back on the field quicker, but will it be stronger? Will his arm be stronger like Tommy John's would leave it? Tommy John's surgery would make his arm stronger at the end of the day, but it would take him out for a whole year. Was this done to get him on the field quicker? And and, and, and this coach, Kyle Shanahan, who I'm always super critical of, great offensive coordinator, great scheme guy, a savant when it comes to, you know, masterminding an offense and his coaching trees are amazing because of that and people learn very very well underneath him I get all that those are all amazing qualities but he is a personnel nightmare when it comes to deciding what quarterback to start what quarterback to bring in how to handle offseason situations Debo Samuel situation the entire offseason Jimmy G situation you can't bring me very many positive off the uh, offseason situations that are that are even like you can't even bring them. There's not there's nothing but negativity and negative coaching decisions in the offseason in terms of personnel just across the board. Every everything this guy's done has been a disaster in the offseason. Now, that doesn't mean he's not a good offensive coordinator. Doesn't mean his offenses aren't so good that you end up saying, Well, he's a good coach. Maybe you feel that way. Maybe you feel he's a good coach. What I'll say is he's botching all of these situations. And and this kid, Trey Lance, 
I don't think he'd have the confidence at this point to even step in and do well. I don't. I, I think he's got to get out of Dodge and try and find himself a new situation. I don't know how he could survive. I don't know how he could possibly feel he's worthy of being in the lineup at this point because he can't even he can't even get his coach to say he's better than Sam Darnold. And 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 so back to what I was saying about Shanahan and decision making. It's like he sent this kid out onto the field with a torn, a complete torn UCL, and we we knew it was pretty much done, done for, donezo, complete tear. Maybe it was hanging on by a thread, and so much so he comes out of the game. You send your third string quarterback in, he gets injured, he gets injured, he doesn't. Well, he at then at that time third string quarterback, you know, concussion. Guess what? Instead of going with your emergency quarterback, Deuce, who was supposed to go in and throw footballs, you toss back in the guy with a completely torn UCL. You make him throw passes on the sideline. I'm sure he wanted to go in, but you got to protect the player. The player's worried about his job. The player's always going to go back in. A player that gets concussed would go back in if you let him, a la the situation in Miami with Tua Tagovailoa. Going back onto the field, people trying to blame Tua. The player's always going to want to fight for his team and go back in. You got to protect the player. So what does Shanahan do? Shoves him back onto the field after he completely tore his UCL. Enough of a worry and concern that it was torn to take him off the field. And then he has such inflammation. They they shove him they shove him back on the field. He has such inflammation because he plays through it that he can't even have surgery for over a month. I just think rushing this guy back out of the field in week one, I, I, I know you're going to say, oh, the doctors are going to approve it and it's going to be medically cleared. Oh, yeah? The same doctors and the same decision makers that sent him back onto the field with a completely torn UCL, those doctors, those trainers, that medical staff is the medical staff you're going to throw at me and say they wouldn't send him out there in week one if he wasn't ready, Smitty. Really? This guy couldn't have surgery for over a month because his elbow was too inflamed because his head coach sent him back onto the field to play football with a completely torn UCL. Where's Trey Lance going to go? Will he go anywhere at all? I don't know. I hope I hope he can. I hope he can. Call into the show. Call, call into the show. Super Chats are... On hold here for a second till I pull, or I mean, they've been on hold while I was finishing that rant. Rockout says Shanahan is the master of botching everything, says Rockout. Thomas says, I can tell, I can call in for a for Dynasty when you're done. Sure, Thomas, the phone line's open. Dial, dial in. Um, I appreciate everybody being here. First in the building was uh, Steve-O, appreciate you, Peanut Butter and Waivers, Thomas, Tristan, d D-Class, B-Men, DJ. Appreciate you all filing in. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. 49er Minded says, give Trey Lance a chance. And, I, bro, I agree with you. I agree with you. It's it, Unfortunately, it's not going to happen. Not only that, Minded, but you literally have this coach, this situation, and coach. It's not just the coaches. He's not the only one to blame. It You know, John's to blame, too. And I, and I like what John's been doing lately. I really love this McCaffrey move. Obviously, everyone does. It was a it saved Shanahan's job, and people are like laugh at that. They laugh at that. They say, Are "You kidding me? 
you kidding me? This guy was almost coach of the year. You're telling me his job was on the line? If if that if Christian McCaffrey was not acquired, the Niners wouldn't have made the playoffs, and you bet your bottom dollar people would be calling for his head. That half the Niner community calls for his head already. It's unbelievable the people that that act like there's nothing wrong in San Francisco ever. It's all perfect. It's butterflies and doves and 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 flowers all the time. Brock Purdy solid QB two. I mean in fantasy, bro. I, I sure uh, as a backup quarterback. Sure, is he a starting fantasy football quarterback? We don't even know what it's gonna look like, bro. We don't even know if he's gonna be fully ready for week one or if this is a bunch of a bunch of early. Uh, pulling the trigger early type content, you know, that Matt Mayoko is throwing out there and he's just trying to, to get a big story. I don't know. I don't know how much of it's true. None of us really know. All we know is that we're back in the same boat we are every single year in San Francisco where not only do they not know what the quarterback's going to be and they have the most talented roster in the National Football League, there's nobody from top to bottom that has a better roster. Not even the Eagles. Eagles are close. But not even the Eagles have a better roster from top to bottom than the San Francisco 49ers. Number one defense probably in the NFL. You could say the Jets are going to really, you know, potentially, you know, create something that's as special. Number one defense in the NFL, San Francisco. Number one offense in terms of wide receivers, in terms of the tight end situation that you, you, you forget's even there when they don't have a Brock Purdy under center. When Jimmy G's there, the tight end's gone. The tight end's dormant. They don't even use the tight end when there's a, a quarterback like that under center, which partly, I partly feel like that's how Kittle would be if Trey was under center because I feel that Shanahan will use Trey Lance based on his own verb, verbiage. His own verbiage, he'll use uh, Trey Lance much like he, he used Jimmy G in some ways. He's a running quarterback. He called him a dual threat. Brock Purdy's his pocket passer. He called Trey Lance a dual threat, different quarterback than Brock Purdy. Yet, Trey, Trey's never been able to prove he's got a cannon and can be a pocket passer. Like I, I don't even understand how you, why you would approach these two quarterbacks different. Brock is a great scrambler. And Trey's a great scrambler. But both of them can throw the football. Why is Trey not given a chance to throw the football? Why isn't Trey even given a chance to go out there in the offseason as the presumed starter? Um, we got Scuba Steve on the phone. Hey, what's going on, man? What's up, Scuba? Nine, uh just want to call in and talk about the whole Trey Lance stuff. Uh, I, I was catching uh, in just in time of what, what you're saying. And, and yeah, I, I don't know, like, like you, if... Um, if the guy's going to get traded, but I mean, at th- I mean, at this point, if, if they're trying to rush, whoever the decision maker is that wants to, to try to throw uh, Brock Purdy back in there, even though like the uh, reports beginning of the year were saying that it's going to take like this guy a while to come back. If they're trying to throw this guy out there, that must mean that like whoever it is doesn't have faith in uh, Trey Lance, especially like what you're saying is that uh, there was like some B reporters that, uh, that were saying that uh, Sam Darnold looked like one of the best throwers that they had in a, in a while. So, I mean, if they're, if they're off on this guy, they should just try to get rid of him. But I, but I also feel like, too, is is like, yeah, like, like we're talking about, like, yeah, maybe they could get rid of the guy. doesn't really help, like, his trade value, like the way that they've been treating the guy. Exactly. So I, I mean, I don't really know, like, what they're going to get for him or if other teams are interested, seeing, like, you know, like what they're talking about. Uh, Unless there's, like, one guy that, like, really feels that, like, they can turn this guy around or something. I mean, 
I, I don't know. It's. I mean, I, 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 I agree. I agree with you. you. The way you treat your commodity, like think about it from a from a fantasy football perspective. If you want to trade away a player, what do you do? What do you do? Let, let's say you want to trade away. Michael Pittman, and I'll get to this in a second. A lot of people are spreading rumors that Michael Pittman potentially could be the player that's being named in the investigation for betting on football or betting on... We'll get to that in a second. Some wagering activities. It might not even be football. But somebody in Indianapolis might be in trouble like Ridley and be suspended. Like, we're going to find out. And we don't know if it's Ridley... Or if it's going to be more along the lines of Jamison Williams, was he betting off on sports activities? On 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 the you know we'll we'll, we'll get into that in a second. Uh, per per yeah pervasive wagering activities. We'll get into that in a second. But let's say you're trying to get rid of Pittman. What do you do with your fantasy football roster when you're trying to get rid of Pittman? You put him in your lineup. <laughs> you set him in your lineup. And you go make trade offers because you want people to look at your roster and see he's in your lineup. If you put him on your bench and then you start sending trade offers out, what are you telling everybody that you're trying to trade with? That you don't care about Pittman? That he shouldn't be in your lineup? He's not even lineup worthy and you're asking people to buy him from you? It's all it's all a, it's all a negotiation tactic. And if you're liter- literally wanting, in the, apparently they did want to potentially trade him. They were open-minded to it, at least. They didn't even come out and say, yeah, he's a starter. You know, this guy's a starter. I don't even know who's going to be our starter if Purdy comes back healthy. It's going to be an open competition, and both of these guys should be a number one quarterback. They could be a number one quarterback for any team in this league, and we got two of them. He could have said something like that, and he didn't. He, they said, hey, what about Ayuk? Is he available for trade? No way, bro. We wouldn't trade Ayuk for anything. What about Trey Lance? Oh, I mean, the right offer came along. You know, we like our guys. You know, we like Trey Lance and this team, but we'd listen. We'd listen. Then people say, oh, they're just doing their due diligence, Smitty. You're always going to listen. No, they wouldn't listen for Ayuk. They wouldn't listen for other players. They've verbally said, no, we're not going to trade those guys. We don't know what you're talking about. Oh, but Trey, we would consider trading Trey if the right offer came along. But then they treat them the way they treat them on the roster to your point, Scuba. How are you going to get a team to come in and say, well, this is your seller-dweller player. Why are we going to give you the world for him when you won't even start him over Sam Darnold? You're going to split first-team reps between Sam Darnold and Trey Lance while Brock Purdy, who can't even throw right now, is your presumed starter. It's crazy, bro. It's crazy. It, it makes me, it, it, it bothers me. It bothers me tremendously. And, and I wish I, I wish he'd get a shot. I wish he'd get a shot. I don't think he will. And I don't think they're going to trade him. You know why I don't think they're going to trade him? Because Shanahan probably has a price tag that's out of this world anyway. Shanahan probably is expecting to get a first rounder back right now after he's kept him in the basement locked up unable to throw passes. Nobody knows what he's going to be able to do. And Shanahan's going to ask for a first rounder. I bet you he would, and he probably wouldn't get it. Yeah. I mean, the only other thing that I could think that might, I guess like it could be a, like attractive selling point is just the fact that this guy's still on his rookie deal. And uh, I mean, like 
his like real money or whatever doesn't have to like his like big like contract like when he's due isn't gonna have to kick in for like two years if he can if that guy even has a chance to even get like to even get that type of a contract so i i mean i think that'd be like the only thing if somebody's like uh trying to be uh get under the cap or something then then maybe but i i don't know man i, I agree with i agree with you I, I mean unless like a team like the Minnesota Vikings or something, like if they don't really believe in Kirk Cousins, they want a backup plan or something, see if they can get something for this guy just to see what happens. Let me also but, talk about this Matt Mayoko, which which you also referenced that I wanna I wanna I wanna allude to here. All right. Is this this is a guy we trust in this guy? Is this the guy we're trusting? Matt Mayoko? Really? This is the guy we're trusting? This is the same guy. Okay. Okay. This is the Niners, you know, beat reporter leader. This is the leader of the Niners beat reporters. This is their leader. This is who the, the entire Niner fan base looks up to. And this is the same guy that said this ridiculous statement. NBC Sports, Matt Mayoko, Mayoko, Mayako, whatever the hell his name is, believes Sam Darnold might be the most talented thrower in 49er history. <laughs> 49er history. This is your leader. This is your leader. Niner fans, speak up right now. This is your leader. This is your beat reporter leader. The guy leading this story off. I don't even know if I can trust the story now. I don't know if this is true. Where it says Matt Mayoko believes Brock Purdy will start week one for the 49ers. He is ready to play football or if he is ready to play football when the season rolls around. I don't know if I can believe a single thing moving forward. Sam Darnold might be the most talented thrower in 49ers history. Wow. Wow. Did he forget? Did he forget? We've had Steve Young, Joe Montana. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Hey, hey, Smitty, not only that, but like to, to, to your point, this guy, this guy says that he's like one of the greatest throwers. Now we don't even know if Brock, Brock Purdy can, can throw. So, he, so, uh, it does seems like the reports are all over this place. You say that this guy's like a great thrower. This guy, so this guy, uh, Brock Purdy, that he's talking about, who might not even be ready, probably doesn't even have his full arm strength. You're saying that this guy's going to be the leader now? What, what well, about the, how is the he going to be the leader in, in 49er history? How is Purdy going to beat the best thrower in 49er history? How is Brock Purdy going to be out, beat out Sam Darnold, who, according to Matt Mayoko, is it might just be the most talented thrower in the 49 and 49er history. How does this guy have a shot? He doesn't have a shot before he began. <laughs> like the it, he's done. How's he how is he gonna fight off this man? Who's <laughs> better than Joe Montana and Steve Young and everybody has ever come after him before? <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I can't believe this has hasn't been talked about more. That he said this, I can't believe he, this guy hasn't been like dethroned at this point as the the leading you know sports guy for the Niner fan base. Like this is crazy, bro. This is the weirdest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> okay, no, I mean I agree. I mean I mean I know I know that you have to be on the team's payroll, but I mean at some point I feel, yeah. like, I feel like that's like too oversaying, uh, right. overselling it, man. Yeah. Hey, hold on one second, there, pal. Let me get into this real quickly. So. Uh, according to a few different reports, um, an unnamed Colts player is under investigation for wagering activities. Um, the NFL is investigating an unnamed Colts player for possibly violating the league's gambling policy. There are a lot of rumors swirling around. 
that it was um, Michael Pittman. And I don't know, I don't, there's no, sub, there's no way to substantiate those rumors. So I think everybody needs to back off on who it is. Some people are throwing AR-15 out there just trying to stir the pot. We don't know who it is yet. We have no clue. If we go into the Twitter comments, um, we have another report out and, and somebody's reporting that it's Michael Pittman. Um, but we'll have to see. It, it could be that he's suspended for 2023-2024, which would be great for Josh Downs, who I think is going to be the number one wide receiver there. Um, but we'll have to see if this is true. Um, I'm, I'm looking into it right now as we're live. Andrew, look, I'm afraid. <laughs> these these com- com- Twitter, comment, Twitter comments, they, they are always undefeated. Uh, you know, we're looking, we're look. we're looking into it. I don't know that there's, there's a lot of fake reporting around this right now and it doesn't seem to be JT, but no one knows it could be in, it could be any one of the Colts players, but there are a lot of people throwing out a bunch of like memes. And I think a lot of people are taking the meme seriously and we got to wait for the, the, the factual reporting to come in before we start assuming that it's one of these people replicating in the memes. We got, I got, you know, how many people uh, message me uh, a day with some sort of fake meme news? Like, guys, stop that! I, I, you know, I, I, you don't think I look into this? I, I people that send me that fake Adam Schefter, he catches about one to two, three people every every week, and and so, somebody comes in and and quotes something. Smitty, look at this! Look at this! I'm like, bro. Look at who that's from. It's from a meme account. Like, stop it. So we got we to gotta pump the brakes on it being Pittman. It could be Pittman. We're hearing a lot of it's Michael Pittman. He could be out for an entire uh, entire season. But we don't know. It's not tr- it's, Nothing's confirmed yet. We have no idea. Just that the NFL is investigating an unknown, an unknown Colts player. And we don't even know if it's an offensive player. We have no clue. It, it could be AR-15. It could not be. It could be a defensive player. It could not be. It could be the center. It could be the kicker. It could be anybody. We have no idea. It could be a non-starter. So hang tight while we await that. But there is an investigation on an unnamed Colts player for possible violations. Possible being the key word. Allegedly being another key word. Uh, violating the league's gambling policy. Um, and, and if I look into the ESPN report, I can even have the ESPN report. Let's let's have it. Uh, let's let's have it read for a second and let's go into it. So this is. Uh, this is the report so far. Hang tight for me, Scuba. I don't know if this is going to read too fast. The team acknowledged the inquiry Monday, saying in a statement, we are aware of the NFL's investigation and will have no further comment at this time. The news comes after a report by SportsCenter.com, wh- which cited an investigation into... That's way too fast for you guys. That's how I That's how I, I read back all my, <laughs> all my news in rapid, rapid speed. But let, let me find uh, let me find a clip here and we'll... We'll we'll look at it this way, but yeah, I don't I don't know. I think everyone needs to pump the brakes. We don't know if it's Michael Pittman. We'll get back to it. Let's get back to this report. Let's get back to Trey Lance, and we'll talk about that at the seven p.m. show. And we probably have more information on the Colt situation because we could we could break it right now, but there's nothing to break. We don't even know who it is. Um, all right, so Trey Lance, Sam Dar, Sam Darnold, according to Matt Mayoko, is it might just be the most talented thrower in 49er history. I don't know how Purdy's going to beat him out. I don't know how anybody's going to beat this guy out. This guy, Sam Darnold, sounds like a monster. If I if I had woke up from a 15, 20-year coma and I read this report, I would think this guy was the next, 
Tom Brady, the Sam Darnold character. Um, if let's say, if let's say Trey Lance was traded, where would where would you want him to go? Where could he go? Some people throwing out a a, a hilarious Las Vegas so he can play with Jimmy G. <laughs> but where would he go? It, would Atlanta? I don't think Atlanta would go after him because Atlanta doesn't want to piss off Ritter. I hear Ritter gets really mad really easily, and they just they don't want to rock the boat at all. They don't want to have any kind of backup plan for Ritter because Ritter will get pissed off. Uh, I don't know. Throw out a couple lo- locations. I don't think Arizona has any interest in their inner division anyway, but if they don't believe in Trey Lance, they wouldn't care about trading them inner division because they'd be sending over a Trojan horse to blow up the whole thing in their mind, right? Because they don't believe in Trey. But but if, if Arizona wouldn't be interested even if the Niners wanted to trade him because the, the Arizona Cardinals are either going to stick behind Kyler or they're going to go after this number one overall pick to get Caleb Williams. Titans love stars is a good possibility. Miami is another good possibility. Um, I mean, toss them out, toss them out. It just, it just doesn't seem like Shanahan's capable of trading him because guess what? His asking price is going to be the moon, the Washington commanders. It's interesting. Scott, there's no way the Carolina Panthers, Scott, they just drafted Bryce Young, bro. They just drafted Bryce Young. Where are they going to go after a young quarterback and have to give up high draft capital for him? Scott, come on, Scott. Take off your Niner goggles for five seconds, Scott. I appreciate you, though, Scott. You know you know, I appreciate you. Um, Raiders, hey, Trey, yeah. Do you think that, you think that the Miami Dolphins? you think that the Miami Dolphins would look into him? I mean, they're trying to grab everybody. Yeah, that, we just... Uh, that, that uh, trader Mike would try, would try to go after him? Yeah, I just read that off. Um, yeah, Miami's is certainly an, an option. The only problem with Miami is that they're making it seem like they believe in Tua. I don't know that they want to send that message right now. And they also, you know, have Mike White. And so they would be compiling like a, a crowded, clogged up QB room, and I think anybody that's going to trade for Trey Lance, if they, you know, unless they get him dirt cheap and the Niners sell him dirt cheap, but I think the Niners will only sell him for at least moderate value. I don't think a team's going to trade for him unless they are going to put him in there to compete to start at least. You know what I mean? But you never know. You never know. I mean, I was just thinking, thinking that that could be a good, it could be a good landing spot, like if, especially if. It's like even a, a, a just almost like an insurance policy in case if something does happen to two of us. I know they do have Mike White, but you never know. It, it could be a good resurgence for Trey Lance too, because because they'll have Tyree Kill and they'll have a stacked offense over there. Well, logic, might end up being a good thing for them. Logically, it makes sense. Like we've we've talked about that before in the show that Miami would be a great place. But again, though, what do you what message are you sending to Tua? So, like, I think Miami Mike ultimately wouldn't do it. Now, if Tua goes down, let's say even before week one, suffers a concussion in practice, and then they go, God, he he's going to get concussed. And he starts to realize this isn't going to work. You know, because it's, it's not a matter of if, it's when for me. I really think, and I say this with a heavy heart, I don't, I'm not rooting against Tua. I hope I'm dead wrong. But it's not a matter of, of if, it's just when he has another concussion. And if he goes down, let's say before week one, then you have then you have Miami Mike picking up the phone and saying, "Hey, 
sent him on over. And I could see it happening. But I think right now, I don't know that that's the message Miami Mike is going to send. You know, keep in mind he had no interest in Lamar. It appeared, even though they didn't have a first-round pick, they, they still didn't seem to have interest in when the draft passed that they would go after and send an offer sheet out after the NFL draft when they could participate in that. It didn't seem like he's interested in going away from two at all. So hard to imagine him giving up serious draft capital to get a player that's going to be the backup. I think if Tua suffers injury, boom. And would I do it if it was me? Absolutely. I'd go get Trey Lance right now if I'm Miami Mike. I just don't know that he's going to. I don't think he's going to. Um, hey, hang tight real quick, Scuba St- Oh, I, I, uh, Dakota Dave just left. I was going right over to there. Here, he's calling in again. Uh, D- Dakota Dave, you're live. Yeah. Um, the Niners' behavior is just classic can't admit a mistake because they're, they, they're going to have to get left. Then they gave up. It's no different than someone who buys a stock and will refuse to sell it a little lower. You know, and um, people do that all the time. And here, it's uh, that's in their private life. So in their public life, they don't want to do it. And, you know, in the management there, someone is, many people probably are thinking they're going to lose their job. You know, so this way they can just uh, go along without, you know, locking in a lock. Yeah, I, I you know it's so funny. I I don't I don't think. Hopefully Shanahan doesn't have the final say anymore about everything, and I truly believe that actually might be the case now. I think a lot of people look. Shanahan hired John Lynch. Shanahan, the head coach, hired the GM, <laughs> which is awkward. And I think there's a little bit of a power, not struggle, but like a. A dominance of the situation where Shanahan was calling the shots, and 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 I think that it feels like, and what I've heard from people I trust, that John Lynch has a little more power, and is at least utilizing a little more power than he used to, as he's getting more comfortable in his role. And I've heard on good authority that that Christian McCaffrey deal was more John Lynch than it was Kyle Shanahan. I don't know that to be a certainty. I only have. The little birdies that talk to me in my ear, but I feel very confident that those little birdies are pretty accurate. So I believe, I believe that um, that John Lynch was a big reason that that McCaffrey deal got done. I believe John Lynch might force some things to happen that maybe Shanahan doesn't want to happen or that wouldn't have happened before. So could I see the Niners selling Trey for a reasonable price now? To get the situation out of the locker room. Yeah. Could I see them also saying. Hey we had bad luck with quarterbacks last year. We like Trey Lance. And if he's forced to start. We'll make it work. I could also see him taking that approach. But that's just unfortunate for Trey Lance. And it does make you. Like you you said Dakota Dave. Not admit you're wrong. They're not admitting they're wrong. They're not admitting they're wrong. And they can't get out of this situation. Without what getting probably. I'm sure his expectation is multiple first-rounders. I think it's probably what Shanahan expects. So, uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know how it's going to play out for Trey. I don't think it'll play out good for Trey. You want me to tell you why? When has anything played out good for him? How could I just can't see it turning good for him. I just can't, unfortunately. That might be a pessimistic view for me, but I do not see things turning around for him in a positive way. It's only been downhill for him. 
spiraling out of control. Just unhorrible set of circumstances. And unfortunately for him, unless he is somehow able to escape San Francisco and get somewhere where he can reset his confidence level, have a coach that believes in him like Dable. Dable would have been perfect if, let's say, Danny Dimes ended up going elsewhere and they needed to get a quarterback. I'd love to see Dable mold Trey Lance. But past a situation like that, I don't know that anything is going to happen. I don't think anything's going to happen. I think there's no way a team offers a first-rounder. There's no way the Niners, if Shanahan has anything to do with it, will accept less than a first-rounder. And so we're sitting here in just Trey Lance limbo. And I don't think it's going to change. Thomas from Seattle, you're live. Hey, what's up, Smitty? What's up? Hey, I just had a Dynasty question real quick. It's my first year doing Dynasty. Uh, It's a... My 12-man league, I'm picking from the 1.12, and the team with the 1.6 put the trade on the block. I'm just trying to see how I can move up. Well, I don't like moving up to the 1.6 unless I'm guaranteed to get, like, Bijan. But my whole process, or my thought was thinking get up or move up to get, like, a top quarterback or something, like a T-Law. Oh, you're in a super flex. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't hear that part. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, my bad. Yes. yes. Yeah, super flex for sure. You want a top six pick guaranteed. So, what, yeah, what can you what can you trade? Can you give up a future first rounder to move up? I, I guess I would try not to give up your 12 pick. I would try and give up a first rounder and then your second rounder to get that top pick. But would I would I yeah. trade would I trade to get Burrow? I don't know about I like T Law. You know how much I like T Law. But this move requires a Burrow, in my opinion, a Burrow or a Josh Allen. If you could get up and grab a, grab a T-Law, um, that's good. But if you can get up and grab a, a monster like Joe Burrow, boom, that's easy. That's easy. That's an easy yeah, work. I want to say, say the 1.3 is on the block as well. But I was looking at the 106. I, was just, I just threw something together like, I don't know, like if this year's is 5.12 and next year's first round. I don't know. Like I said, I, I'm new to this, so I'm just throwing stuff out there. Yeah, I definitely think there's a big difference. Like if you – I just don't know that I want you getting rid of like a second rounder, a third rounder to make that happen. Would I give up a future first rounder? I would because if your team's a, a monster, you're giving up like the 10, 11, the 12 overall in the rookie draft, and I'm okay with doing that. If you give up your second round pick, No. Don't give up anything in the like top three rounds or even four rounds, because those picks will help you. Those picks will help you build a, a, a an amazing team right now. You're twelve, ten, nine. You got to assume you're gonna have a late first rounder. Won't be what's helping you, you know, create a. a oh, well, that's a, what I was saying. And that's what I said. Maybe you or maybe offer them like this year is five point twelve and a first round next year. 5.12 in a first. I'd rather just give the first. Oh, 5.12 first rounder and your t- 12 overall, though? No. No, just my five. Um, uh, your fifth rounder and I your first round. Just my 5.12 for this year and next year's first round. I'd smash that, but I don't think he'll do that. I would give up the fourth okay. rounder. I'd give up the third rounder uh, to, okay. to do that. What I'm saying is I wouldn't give up the 12 and an additional pick so if you're if you're moving if you're just moving up because your question was moving up so if you're moving from 12 to, to three 
I'm not giving a second, okay. a third, a fourth, or anything like that. If you're just giving, if you're keeping your 12 overall, and you're you're yeah. actually moving your fifth rounder up, and not your 12th yeah. overall pick, that's a whole different ball game. I give the fifth and a first rounder in a millisecond. I give a fourth rounder and a, and a first rounder in a millisecond. I'd probably give a third rounder and a first rounder of the future in a millisecond for the number three overall pick. Right, well, um, like, give me something to offer that I, like, I don't get laughed at. You know what I'm saying? Just something I can throw out there. I'm not trying to get complicated or anything. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I guess try I guess try the... Th- what do you guys think? Uh... Dakota David Scuba, what should he throw out? I mean, is it is it uh, is it laughable to say? A, I don't. Even, I don't think. He, I think it is laughable to say third round pick. You're moving down to the third round, and then. Say by the way, this is by the way, this is um like a tight end premium. I know you don't like all that shit, but it's not my choice, and it, so it's all. I don't know how, like if that comes into play or whatever. I mean, what do you guys think? Start with a third rounder and a future first for the number three overall. I don't think he's getting it, but I mean, that should be good, right? That's not overpaying. I mean, I'd go for the number six too if I can get T Law. Like I said, I'm I'm good for either way. What do you guys think, Thomas and and Scuba? Hello. And nobody's helping. <laughs> nobody's there. Hello. Yeah, I'm here, Smitty. What, what was the trade? I can like no, that. never. Scuba like two. I can't wrap it up for you. Chat. What do you think, Chat? Let him know what you think. What, what's the best offer he should send out? Um, let's go over to. Uh, we'll. I'll swing back around, Thomas, in a second. Let's go over to Alan. Alan, you're li- you're live, Alan. I'm just listening to this. You gotta. You gotta at least give a second. It's otherwise it's laughable. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Go but, go go sec go, go second and first. Is you could turn your you could turn your one twelve into two seconds maybe. Uh, you got to just kind of trade back one to get one up. That's not a bad idea. To get more equity in the draft. Start off to get that first round. But a third the third round pick is that that hurts. That's that's you know yeah. That's Burrow. That's top top quarterback. I I agree. I I think you probably you probably do this. You probably give up. Uh, let me let me just keep these boxes here. So you you probably you probably offer I your me, <laughs> you what? I just said um, um you what? I keep it simple with me. My yeah, God, keep say, it simple with me. <laughs> so here here's your twelve pick right here. I would give up your second. Well, your second's a high second though. That's the only problem. But that's right. Give your second and a future first for the number three. Do not do that for the number six. Okay. I wouldn't do that for the number six. I, I mean, I I contemplate it, but I would try working this other angle. But that is that is a high pick to give still. But I would move it up if I'm getting the three. If I'm getting the six, it doesn't feel quite as powerful. But yeah, I'm I'm very much a person that um, you know I I I would I suppose I would trade this down for a second and a third potentially this number twelve or this number thirteen. But it just depends on if you have to give anything else back. But I, I do love trading down more than I love trading up these days. In a super flex, I do love trading up. But it depends on if I can mortgage the future, which I believe will be not worth a lot if I'm building a really good team. I'll mortgage the future, future first rounders, to try and build the squad from the draft. But I'm I'm definitely not in the business of of giving up like a second or third 
or a second and a fifth rounder yeah. to get a first rounder because that second rounder and fifth rounder are going to be really, really valuable. So get get rid of the future first rounder for with one of the picks to get the higher third, the three overall. Yeah, I've also been doing like mocks from the all the video, the one point twelve, and I've been practicing like right, like I've been practicing in late round QBs. I've been going like a. Obviously, like if Bijan's there, I doubt, highly doubt it. But whatever, I'm going like a Garrett Wilson and a Lamb, and then I'm trying to get like a Love late, you know, or get like a Pickett and Pickens. I mean, or, even, even if you stayed put, bro, just saying, if you did stay put, and you you probably will get Bijan here. He's definitely falls there a lot. Um, because, right. So if you get Bijan, and let's say you were so lucky to get and Garrett it, Wilson. Yeah, even I've seen Jamar. Believe it or not, I've seen Jamar Chase fall there. You know, or JJ, it's ha- it happens. It just depends. But but yeah, if you got Garrett Wilson, then you just have to really uh, be very good at grabbing at least one quarterback. But you're going to have to cultivate your quarterback room differently than you would have. I don't want you just forcing a Danny Dimes or doing that. I would want you to go with the old dogs. You know, uh, get a Jordan Love who's not old, but get Jordan Love and couple him with an old dog like Aaron Rodgers. And you might shock yourself as to who might be available in these rounds right here in four, five, uh, three, four, and five. But you could also screw the pooch and have a completely awful team because you have no quarterbacks if your group drafts quarterbacks in a crazy fashion. But because it's tight end premium as well, I'm guessing that the quarterbacks fall a little bit better than a normal non-tight end premium because the tight end premium is going to bump the, the tight ends up as well. So tough to say, bro. All right, hey. I say I'm a. Like just real quick, can I read off like like the first like six picks I just did in a mock just to see how you think, real quick. All right, hurry. I just like so I went so I went Bijan and Garrett Wilson. And I went Watson, London, DeAndre Swift. Then I went Jordan Love, Aaron Rodgers, Jaha Dotson, Sam Howell. Say it again. Read it off real quickly. So I went Bijan, Garrett Wilson. A Christian Watson, a Drake London. I don't even know if this would really happen. But then I got um, John Day Swift. Then I went Jordan Love, Aaron Rodgers, Jaha Dodson, and Sam Howell. I like it. I think it, it would kill. I think it would crush. But I don't think you're going to get both those quarterbacks quite as late in a real draft. So you got to maybe maneuver those right. up a little bit. All right, hang tight for me. Uh, let's go over to Alan. Alan, you're live. D Philly dropped off. Alan, you're live. Hey, how you doing, Smitty? I uh, I wanted to call back with an update. So the Jonathan Taylor trade I talked about last year for the 102 this year. I uh, I caused some panic in the league, threatened to take Gibbs, and ended up making two additional trades. So Jonathan Taylor is still gone, but now I have four picks in the 2024 first round, one of which is almost guaranteed to be either the 101 or the 102. Okay, I'm a little confused on. I don't remember what it was all about, but you traded Gibbs. I get. I traded away. I traded away Jonathan Taylor last week. I called in. Okay. And I got three first rounds: the first round, the 102 this year, uh-huh. first round in 2024, mm-hmm. and a first round in 2025. Okay. And um, you 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 told me you told me instead of Anthony Richardson, Gibbs would be your target at yes. sitting at the 102 this year. Yeah. That got me three additional picks next year. By by threatening that, you mean? Just by threatening it, yeah. So I okay. I ended up letting Gibbs go or letting the 102 go for three first rounds, two of which are going to be in the top three okay. for sure. Yeah, I mean, I mean, worst, look, I, I don't. Worst two teams. I don't think it's it's awful. 
um, at all. I mean, obviously, that's, I mean, it could turn out to be really, really good for you. But I, I do love Gibbs so much that I don't, I, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I don't know if I could have done it. I, I just, I want Gibbs and Bijan so badly. And, and I, and I know that the next draft, we're going to be excited. And at the end of the day, we'll have to see what picks you get. But let's say you only get the third, the fifth and the sixth overall, which would all be very high picks, you know, some total, then I wouldn't like it. But that's me. That's me. Just because I love Gibbs and I love Bijan that much. Like I'd give up. I'd give up three first rounders for I'd give up a like a one point five right now, two additional future first rounders for Gibbs and I wouldn't bat an eye. But that's me. That's me. That's me. I'm looking I'm looking forward. I'm hoping I'm hoping to Caleb. Yeah, we'll see what we'll see what you end up with, and it could end up being pretty good for you. Real quickly, hold on. Overcome dropping a super chat. Overcome to the moon. Appreciate you. To the moon. Now, overcome, you're still here, right? Uh, overcome says Mixon running back two. Cuff him, cuff him, and then may, maybe I'm I'm definitely not drafting him as my RB two, but could he be one for one more year? Certainly, if he can stay healthy. But I I I personally would rather have Mixon. And and chase Brown together than have just Mixon because then I'd feel a little more comfortable. But I, you know, I'm not drafting him in many leagues at all. But I think he certainly could be a, a running back too for one more year. That's it's definitely possible. Uh, Garrett says uh, Ron Navy was cheating with uh, another show, dropping a super chat. That's okay. That's okay, Garrett. Um, my two highest super chatters of the year can't really cheat on me. When they're dropping two of the the highest super chatters of the year, Garrett. So shame on you for telling on your your pal Ron Navy. Uh, take a lap for for telling on him. But Garrett is the highest super chatter of the year in a single live stream, and he's got his own emoji. So if all of you would drop that emoji, I would appreciate it for Garrett. Thank you. Um, where are we at? Where are we at? Space Ricky says I don't draft running backs under two hundred pounds. Period. Space Ricky. Get in all my leagues ahead of me in in the first round of a rookie draft, please, so that Gibbs can fall to me. Gibbs is going to be a top seven overall player next year. I, I think Gibbs is a top ten overall player next year. I think I think Bijan goes number one overall. Gibbs is in the top ten. Jr. dropping a super chat. I've completed or am in thirty plus. Underdog Draft Smitty, I'll drop more Super Chats after we win this. Appreciate you, JR. JR to the moon. To the moon. All right, let's circle back around on the phone lines here. We've got uh, Scuba Steve. What else you got? Uh, just, uh, I, I guess it was, I was just going to say when, when you're talking about like the, uh, the Indianapolis stuff, I, I was just going to try to make a joke and just say how funny would it have been if it was, uh, if it was Matt Ryan, and that's why he retired. <laughs> Matt Ryan, maybe. Yeah, uh, I I think people are assuming. You know, assuming yeah. we'll be back on the seven p.m. show on this topic. Let me let me pull it up real quickly. We can have have the uh, I can have it read real quick. Here's the report. Hey. Hang tight. Let me just let me just read this report All off right. real quick. So this is from ESPN. Hold on. This is from ESPN. 
Indianapolis The NFL is investigating an Indianapolis Colts player for possible violations of the league's gambling policy. The team acknowledged the inquiry Monday, saying in a statement, We are aware of the NFL's investigation and will have no further comment at this time. The news comes after a report by SportsHandle.com, which cited an investigation into a Colts player's pervasive betting, including wagers placed on his own team. The player was not named in the report, nor did team officials reveal his identity. An NFL spokesperson, when asked by ESPN for comment on the report, said in a text message that they had nothing to add. The Indiana Gaming Commission confirmed to ESPN that it had received information pertaining to this matter and was following developments. The IGC is not the lead agency on this matter, as it involves alleged violations of a league policy at this point, Jenny Resk, deputy director at the Indiana Gaming Commission, wrote in an emailed statement to ESPN, We will, however, continue to review information as it emerges to determine what, if any, regulatory actions are necessary. Last two paragraphs. In April, the NFL suspended five players, including four from the Detroit Lions for gambling policy violations. Lions receiver Quintess Cephas and safety CJ Moore, as well as Washington Commanders defensive end Shaka Tony, were suspended indefinitely for betting on NFL games. Lions receivers Jamison Williams and Stanley Berry Hill received six game suspensions for betting on non NFL games from an NFL facility. Cephas, Moore and Barry Hill were later released by Detroit. Last year, then Atlanta Falcons receiver Calvin Ridley was suspended for the entire 2022 season for betting on NFL games over a five-game stretch when he was away from the team. He was traded to the Jacksonville Jaguars at the trading deadline last November and reinstated in March. And, the, and then the, fi the final little tiny... Although the NFL has widely embraced sports betting and has sponsorship deals with sports books. The league explicitly prohibits players from betting on NFL games. Players are also prohibited from placing bets while at NFL facilities. So that that is the entire ESPN article. That is the most up-to-date information that's really out there. Everything else is specula uh, speculation. And so at, at the 7 p.m. show, we will definitely be updating people. D. Philly. To the moon. $10 holler. D. Philly, appreciate you, my man. Uh, D Philly may have a question attached to that. Let me just see if he does. I don't see it. D Philly, if you have a question or you want to call in, appreciate you dropping that super chat. D Philly to the moon. D Philly, you still here? Appreciate you, pal. Stephen, why doesn't why doesn't the why don't the Lions why, not why doesn't Stephen use proper grammar here? Why don't the Lions play David Montgomery for three years? Worry you? Why doesn't? Why didn't the Lions play David Montgomery for three years? Worry you? Steven, what am I reading here? Goal line back? Question mark? I don't even know what I'm saying. I don't even know what we're saying here, Steven. I don't even know what we're trying to say. If you're trying to say, why doesn't the Lions playing David Montgomery for three years worry you? Goal line back? I don't even know what this says. Let's see. Let's see if we have it read. Maybe it makes more sense. Here, here. Stephen FL, why doesn't the Lions paying David Montgomery for three years worry you? Go line back. I don't know, Stephen. He's not. He's not the. He's not the goal line back. He pro. He prob. He probably is. He probably is the goal line back. I'm just. I'm just joking with you, Stephen. He probably is the goal line back. But do you think they're not going to use 
their number 12 overall pick near the goal line as well. Don't you think they're going to throw the football to him near and around the, the end zone? Don't you think they're going to do a draw play, Steven? Don't you think they're going to just do like some draw play at the 5-10 yard line and, and this kid, Gibbs, is going to get two or three goal line touchdowns and Monty gets 6-7? Like, Monty's not getting 17 touchdowns, Steven. It's not going to happen. But, no, it doesn't concern me. Number one, Steven, they have nothing to do with each other. Uh, he said paying. Oh, I might have read it wrong. <laughs> I'm yelling at him, and I think I got it wrong. Both running backs are a great system of running backs, says Jeremy W. They are. Look, Monty could have 900 to 1,000 yards and six or seven touchdowns. You know what I'm saying? Steven gets harassed. We love Steven in here. Steven, Steven's one of our boys. We love him. Let me see if the phone line's calling. Rock, rock out. Or, sorry, Marsman Ron's calling in. Marsman Ron. Marsman Ron. Snitches get Yeah, I, I, Garrett's uh, snitching on you. Uh, Scuba Steve, what else you got? Uh, just uh, about this uh, DeAndre Hopkins stuff. I mean, it yeah, seems like seems like, seems like uh, uh, this guy. Uh, I mean, I don't even know if anybody wants him. Because, I mean, the guy's been released for a while. We kept hearing like reports that at first that somebody was going to trade for him, and now now, now it seems like it's cooled down that uh, that this guy's not might not be getting picked up. I mean, first first it was uh, he might go to Buffalo and Kansas City, and then now it seems like uh, he's open to going back to like the Houston Texans or like the Cleveland Browns or something. I mean, I, I guess. I thought, I thought it would have made, made sense, sense if the Ravens, Ravens would have picked him up. So I, I was going to ask you what you would have thought about that for like, Lamar. But, I mean, like, it seems like this, this is all over the place. I have no idea where this guy's going. I think um, I think that he's going to be more open to these other landing spots that aren't necessarily a place to go chase a ring when when he doesn't get the offers that he's expecting, which it doesn't sound like he's going to get. So I'll, prob I'll probably say, like, you know, d is he more likely to go to Cleveland or Houston now more so than I thought? Absolutely. I, I did not I did not expect this to be not a complete just go get Hopkins race where everybody's just racing, just racing to, to get this guy on the roster. Just racing. You know who's gonna get their who's gonna get their for who's gonna get their who's can't even hear myself who's got all that background noise what do you got a laundry mat who is that is that D Philly D Philly where are you at are you in a restaurant what's going on Smitty, yeah I got all right hold on D Philly D, D Philly hold on hold on a second you can ask your question after Wayne uh, Marsman Wayne Solo asks his question Marsman Wayne what's up hell. Well, I don't really have a question. I was just commenting on the uh, Hopkins news. I would just say that uh, probably just be patient. You know, he's probably just looking at all his options right now. He's going to sign somewhere. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's not a doubt about him signing. But I think that it it felt like it was going to be a a race to get him between KC and Buffalo, and frankly, it should have been. I it's one of those things where it's like head scratching. But now that he doesn't have it, appears to be that crazy um, market that we thought would probably be there. And it definitely will open up. 
there haven't been that many days that have passed, but it doesn't sound like we're not hearing any anything that makes it sound like Casey and Buffalo are racing to get him. It sounds like Casey's comfortable with Kadarius Tony. Buffalo, I don't know why the hell they wouldn't want to go get DeAndre Hopkins. I'm glad they won't, though, because I want Kincaid to be the number two wide receiver. But certainly feel like this is uh, this is one of those situations where, yeah, he could end up in Houston, he could end up in Cleveland, and that's something I didn't really expect. But, you know, he's going to pick what he can pick. He's going to take the biggest amount of money that mixes the best with his the vibe he has, you know, he's feeling. Like, I think he, he – I don't think he ultimately goes back to Houston. I think that's – you never know. You never know. I think Cleveland feels more likely at this point. And then we got to look at Deshaun Watson a little bit differently. I agree. But I, I still don't know that I – I believe Deshaun Watson's above like T Law or Lamar, but he's certainly climbing closer if he gets DeAndre Hopkins. Because, I mean, Watson's best days were with Hopkins, and to get him back, that would certainly help him reset. And I think he's in a place where he's trying to prove himself and he's trying to get himself, you know, back on track. And if you give him Hopkins some familiarity and you also, you know, just make that offense that much better. It's going to make things easier for him. So it would be it would be a good location for Deshaun Watson. That's for sure. Do I think that with Amari Cooper there and in the way that that I don't know I don't know if it's Hopkins' best location, but I think he certainly produces really good numbers. I just don't know how if they're going to be close to what they used to be. Ziggy, show me the front door. We got, we got a possible, okay. either the mailman or a possible intruder. Let's see what this is. Mailman. Ziggy off. Boy, he's, he's peeling out there. Uh, let's go over to D Philly real quick. And then, and then if you got another question, um, Mars man, just interrupt and let us know. D Philly, what do you got? You can unmute yourself from your very loud location. All right, buddy. I just got done playing golf. So, uh, how'd you do? Playing music over here. How'd you do? I shot a 44. Okay, good good job, pal. Good job. What do you, what do you got for me? Okay, this is a very important question. If you're on the clock and you got Jalen Hurts and your next pick is Devonta Smith and Chris Olave, but you have Hurts, who are you taking? Is it best ball? Yeah. Uh, I'm taking a lobby. I'm not, that's one of those things where the stack isn't going to tempt me. I'm not, I'm not stacking it just to stack. Give me, give me a lobby. Give me a lobby. Lobby is better, but, but I I can understand why somebody will want to stack it. I totally get it. And it's a great stack, but a lobby I draft over Devontae Smith every single time, every single time. That's not good. I tried to get a hold of you. My phone died. And uh, I was on, I was going to ask you real quick. Well, I, I picked well, you didn't make a bad pick. I mean, the guy has a potential to be a top ten wide receiver this year. And if AJ Brown, who's got you know bad knees, ends up missing significant time, guess what happens? Devontae Smith plays even better for that string of games. So you didn't you didn't make a mistake, but I I you know I'd rather have Alave. I think Alave is worth the top. 18 overall pick with ease, and I think Devontae Smith is a fantastic third-round player. So you drafted a third-round player in the second round. You know, or if you're in the second round, 
then you did you did uh you still got a third you, you could have got a second round player in the third round, but you didn't. You got a third round player in the third round. You know, have I ever have ever showed I got him in the I got him at three three. Okay, so you could have got a second rounder in the third round, you didn't, but you still got a really good third round pick in the third round. So you just missed an opportunity potentially, but you got an amazing player right where he belongs. So not like you crapped the bed, but you know, and, and the stack is nice. But let me play something for you. Let me play something for you. Hang tight, callers. Hang tight. A top five wide receiver hides among the people. His cost of entry is near illegal. Few see him coming. Many stay away. His name is Chris Olave. Uh, Scott says, how about trade to Arizona and then media? First of all, D Philly, appreciate your $10 hauler. I don't know if D Philly's still here. Uh, Deckard, appreciate your, your $2 hauler. Says, who is um, uh, Ezekiel Elliott going to play for? Probably Dallas, if I had to guess, which is going to be crappy. But um, we'll see. I don't think he's got as much left in the tank. So I don't think it's going to be a big deal. But that, that kind of just... It's just going to be a negative thing, you know, but maybe it drives his value down. Pollard drives Pollard's value down so much that it ends up being a positive thing. But Zeke is a real high likelihood of coming back because no one's going, no one's going, hey, Zeke, come play for us. And so Dallas will probably bring him back for a small amount of money. Uh, Scott says, how about trade to Arizona? And media says, Scott, stop it now. Media, what the hell? What the hell do you think gives you the right to say stop it now to Trey Lance being traded to Arizona, which I doubt they trade in a division unless they want to unravel the Cardinals. It's This is not going to happen. I'm not saying Scott's right. But what are you talking about? Your coach won't even use him. What do you mean stop it now? What on earth do you mean by that? Like that's a ridiculous stop. That you, you use this tone when when someone says something that's out of pocket, not realistic, not likely to happen. Scott, stop it now! As if Trey, some ma- magical like piece to your offense that you would never trade. It's like someone saying Trey Debo's going to get traded. Oh, stop it now! He isn't getting traded nowhere. He isn't getting traded nowhere. Scott said something that media didn't like because media wants. Trey Lance to get a shot, but guess what, media? He's not going to get a shot. Not in San Francisco. Your coach refuses to believe in him, media. Uh, guys, I'm going to I'm gonna cycle you out the phone because I'm going to be back here at uh, 7 p.m. Uh, Scuba Steve, final 10 seconds. You got 10 seconds, and I'm hitting the disconnect button. Go. Seven. Hey, man, uh, just uh, just that I'll talk to you uh, later on when you, when you do the next show. See you, man. Boom. Later, pal. Call tonight. Uh, Thomas, you got... Nine seconds. Scuba Steve took one of yours. Go. Uh, I was just um, want to say thanks for the um, suggestions for the trade offers. Um, I guess I'll go with. Um, I guess I'll offer like a third and next year's first for the one oh. Good job, man. <laughs> you got to judge ten seconds better, Thomas. Uh, yeah, Thomas, do that. Give up a, a second. Give up your second and a future first for that third, but only do the third. Philly, you got eight seconds. Okay, uh, thanks, Smitty, for the advice. It's, it was just a couple minutes too late, but my phone died. Hey, so, it's, uh, yeah, don't worry about it, pal. You, you, you I still think got, I'll still do all right. Yeah, you'll do okay. All right, later, man. Uh, Carl, 
You got uh, 12 seconds, even though you haven't talked yet. Okay, hey there. I received uh, two trade offers. I have, um, so this guy wants Anthony Richardson, and he's offering literally Travis Kelsey, Trey Lance, and Hinton Hunter. Also, all those three for uh, Anthony Richardson. What do you think? Travis Kelsey. Should I just keep? Trey Lance and Hendon Hooker for Trey Lance AR-15 in a super flex, I assume, right? Correct. Correct. I know that sounds like a great deal to you, and, and and I can understand why it does, but Trey Lance, who knows what he is, bro. He might be a nothing burger. Might be absolute zero. And it's not his fault, but that's what he's looking to be right now. Hendon Hooker, you have no idea what, what's in store for him. Uh, Kelsey, he's got... One year left before we start having the... Like, I'm having the uncomfortable conversation now. Not that I'm saying that he's going to bust or whatever, but I got a real uncomfortable feeling that either this year or next year is when that decline happens. And I don't think that's crazy at all. He's played a long time. So in a dynasty, I bro, I don't know. I, I think you I think you gotta you gotta take the quarterback that that it potentially could be a top ten. I mean he's a top 10, 11 quarterback over in redraft right now. Like people are drafting him as the the QB ten. He's the QB ten right now, bro. You know, and th- this th- another th- offer. This I, I agree with. Offer. I wonder if this makes things that interesting. But um, okay, so hitting the hooker, Travis Kelsey, Trey Lance, and also threw in B. John. For Anthony Richardson, Josh Downs, and my Jameer Gibbs. So, would Bijan losing Gibbs, would that sway anything? Or should I just stick with Gibbs and AR because they're damn good rookies? Say that one more time. Okay, so his offer is Hayden Hooker, Travis Kelsey, and Trey Lance, plus Bijan Robinson for my AR, Josh Downs, and Jameer Gibbs. Okay, so you get to do this, you would trade Gibbs for Bijan and you would get Kelsey. So you get yeah. Bijan, Kelsey, I would do that. I would do that. Really? You would do this? I would take, like, I love yeah. Gibbs, but I would take Bijan and Kelsey, Hennon Hooker, and Trey Lance, and I'd give up AR 15 and Gibbs. That is a different story. That's a whole different ballgame. That's a whole different ballgame. But I could understand somebody saying no to it. Like, I love Gibbs that much, but Bijan is special in a different way. So I would personally personally rather have Bijan. But that that that's more arguable. That's what I'm talking about. Like, that's a fun trade to discuss, and we could debate that all day long. But Bijan, Kelsey, you're winning the bag this year, I'd imagine. If you can't win the bag, if you get Bijan and Kelsey added to your team, then yeah, you probably shouldn't be doing the trade. Those are details you got to look at. But <laughs> that is a that is a, yeah. No, those two are different. I mean, you you should if you can't win the bag though, you got to make that determination whether you got to build, rebuild or not. But absolutely love. Um, yeah, Deckard says there's only sixty three. Well, there's seventy nine thumbs up and one hundred forty of you in here. Punch that thumb up button. Uh, De- Deckard's correct. Part of me, yeah, part of me is tempted to just continue to go live through the seven p.m. show. I don't know, because we're we're literally like. I might, I might. Nah, get, nah, get your rest. We'll be back. We'll be back. Thank you. Yeah, but hold on. Let's get a couple more votes on that one, because because that's a debatable one. So hang tight. Let's go, uh, Marsman Wayne. Um, what do you think about that? Would you rather have AR fifteen, Gibbs, and I forget what other little pieces were in there, or would you rather have Bijan? 
Bijan, Trey Lance, Hendon Hooker, Travis Kelsey. Yeah, I don't know. It's I guess it depends on what the rest of the roster looks like. Um, yeah, yeah, that's probably that's, go. I mean, if, if if you really believe in Richardson, I would I would take the Richardson and Gibbs side because there's a chance there's a chance he's a top five quarterback here in like three years or yeah. two years even. I, I just take, I go ahead and read my starting lineup. Yeah, go ahead. Since we're gonna, I might I might just stay. Okay. I might just stay through the four p.m. show. I might not stay much past four p.m. I I might just make this the seven p.m. or the seven p.m. show. It's four p.m. for me, but uh. Yeah, without knowing the details, I'd say give me Bijan all day long. But let's 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 give you the time of day here and let's see what you got. Go ahead. Thank you. All right, so we got Jared Goff, Isaiah Pacheco, Jameer Gibbs, Christian Watson, Keenan Allen, Chris Olave, the Titans, Dawson Knox, uh, flexing Pollard, Stephon Diggs, and flex quarterback is Derek Carr. Okay, so you got Olave. Give me the big dogs. You got Olave, Watson, Pollard. Pollard, Diggs. Uh, I have all three Kansas City uh, running backs because of a video you made. And um, those are the big dogs, honestly. So you'd have Goff, you'd have Carr, you'd have Kelsey. Uh, Goff, Carr, AR. Yeah, if you can't win the league with this team, I mean, it's a really good team. You could win it. You could win it all. I'd imagine. I mean, you, you only you're going to know. I don't want to go over every roster in your league, so you're going to have to make that oh. determination on your own. But if you feel like this team's going to ball out comparatively to your other teams, I the the problem is if you don't if you don't do this trade, you are potentially going to get older, and you are potentially going to maybe fall behind and have Bijan and not be able to win with Bijan. So there is that concern. Like, if we take this and we go... Um, I'm not going to even get rid of those guys. I'm just going to say AR15 added to that at the top. And then instead of Bijan, we go Gibbs. And then we take Kelsey out. I mean, that, that team... Then you have the flip side issue where it's like you can kind of win now but you're not gonna because you just took a lot off the board but you have a better future potentially and I still love Gibbs as a top 10 overall running back you know top 5 to 10 so it's a good team I mean it's a definitely a debate I mean it, let me just see what some of the comments are saying not good dynasty trade in my opinion it says G um, Bijan all day uh, is this dynasty Kelsey one to two years left? Says Scott. You got a lot of riches to trade for a tight end. Bijan over Gibbs by a mile. Says Space Ricky. I've never played dynasty. Actually, just got into football three to four years ago. Found Smitty and been loving ever since. Appreciate you, Deckard. Um, it was said by a fake news account. Are you talking about the Pittman thing? Um, Kelsey probably done after this year. Says John. Scott says Gibbs. Gibbs side, Terry Roberts says Gibbs side. Taking Bijan with my 1.0. That's a nice story, Gabe. We're in the middle of a little discussion here. Uh, appreciate you, Gabe. 146 in here, only 63 thumbs up. Actually, it's 85 now, but yes, I agree with him. I don't know. Bijan side says pure mustard. I, I, I'd say I'd say give me Bijan and Kelsey. Go win it for a couple years. Because Goff and Carr are still good enough. 
and you can cultivate that quarterback position. And who knows, maybe Trey Lance or Hooker turn into something, but I would still go buy low on like a Jordan Love. I'd still try and scoop up a Sam Howell on the cheap. I would try and cultivate my, my QB room as I win with this team. But I think if you take AR-15 out, you take Gibbs out, you put Kelsey in, you put Bijan in, and you ride with these two quarterbacks who should have pretty good years. I mean, you're talking about top 10 quarterbacks. Like, even if they're, like, borderline top 10, those are two top 10 quarterbacks. Yeah, thank you. And plus, I really do uh, love the receivers here in Diggs, Olave, and Watson. So, yeah. I do. I kind of do like this trade because uh, I do feel like John and uh, Kelsey are difference makers now. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. I'm feeling it. Yeah. Hey, uh, guys, I got to run. Um, I'll come back at 7 p.m. Marsman, Purdue, final thoughts, bro. Uh, yeah, I would go with the Bijan Thanks, and Carl. Uh, the Bijan side. Um, but I'm also concerned that Richardson's getting running away with that hype train. I don't know about you, Smitty. Uh, you know, I, I, think that the, I think there's some good reason to like him in the top 10. But there's also some, you pump the brakes when you're, when you're presented with this type of scenario. When you're saying, hey, you can get Kelsey for one to two years, which I, I have my concerns about, but not when you're upgrading Gibbs into Bijan. And I love Gibbs, so that says a lot about, you know, Bijan. I, I would just take I would take this trade because Goff and Carr are gonna compete with, you know, AR fifteen, I think, this year. So all right. Uh Purdue, you got anything else before you can call on tonight too, but you got anything quick, quick, like ten seconds? Yeah, no, just, you know, we've been saying Kelsey, uh, when's the next year he's going to fall off? But, you know, with Mahomes, could be two, three years, he's still, you never know, you know, raking it in. You never That's know. It. All right, call him tonight. Later, pal. Uh, Marsman Wayne, last, last final thoughts. Yeah, looking at the uh, board here, I say, yeah, probably stick with the Bijan side, uh, but you have to win it. You have to win it. If you don't win and you give up Richardson exactly. and a potential golf, uh, Give stack, you're going to regret it. Probably. And only he can know well, that. Yeah, you know, he can he can win with that team. Yeah, only he can know if that's going to win the league or not. Like, there might be somebody with a way better team. He needs to look at that. But, yeah, Carl, I'd do it. Be, uh, give me the Bijan side. All right, Wayne, call in later. Appreciate you. Later. All right, guys, I'll be back later. Brock Purdy News. We'll talk about Pittman and the Colts situation later. Appreciate every single one of you. Thank you for all the Super Chats. Super Chats right here. Super Chats. Uh, we got D Philly dropping one. Decker dropped uh, these two right here. 49er Media. Stop it now, <laughs> says Decker. Stop it, Media. Stop it, D Philly. I, I think, thank you again for your, your $10 hauler. Overcome. Thomas dropping it. Thomas, appreciate you. Rock out. Uh, overcome. Garrett, appreciate Garrett, even though he's telling on Ron Navy. And uh, all of you, you guys rock. See you later tonight. I'll be back in, well, literally like... It might be a little late. I might be delayed about an about an hour from now. We'll see. See you in an hour. Yeah, sorry Thomas. I hung up on you hung up on you and stayed longer. I'll take a lap. Appreciate you. Call him tonight, Thomas. Later guys.